0: I'm here in Edmonton, Canada, the great white north. And it's a pleasure to be on the podcast with the Yank on the footy.
1: Welcome to episode number 98 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I am glad that you're listening. I think you're going to absolutely enjoy this episode. My guest today is an Australian expat who has been living in Canada for over the last two decades, currently living in Edmonton, Alberta. He is a sports podcast connoisseur and has built a sports media empire here in North America covering just about every sport played here, but not forgetting about his beloved Australian rules football. Before we dive into the discussion, ladies and gents, don't forget that you can find everything related to the podcast at my website, yankonthefooty.com. I hope you'll consider checking it out. You can leave a voicemail, share your views on an issue from a previous episode, or if you've got a question or something of that nature, you can also sign up on the mailing list. You can also leave me a review there. Remember, you can also reach me at yankonthefootygmail.com. at gmail.com. Now, last week, I shared a listener survey with my subscribers as well as sharing it on social media. If you're somebody who listens to the show on a regular basis, I would love to hear from you. i would heard from about 15 different people, and I'd love to get your thoughts as we get ready to embark on the second 100 episodes. I'll put a link in the show notes. And if you enjoy the show and you want to consider helping out the show, you can go to my Buy, a, Buy Me a Coffee page, which is also on my website. And if you're interested in any kind of the podcast gear, be sure to check out the Redbubble page, also found on my website as well. And today's club of the episode is the South Gawler Lions, and the Lions were founded in 1889 and have won the fourth most first grade premierships in all of South Australia. In fact, this is one of the clubs that today's guest played with during his footy career prior to his time in the Sandville. The Lions have five boys clubs from under 13s through seniors and, and three girls squads beginning with the under 13 group. They play their games at the Eldred Briggs Reserve in Evanston, which is located north of Adelaide. And this weekend, the Lions A grade club defeated Freeling. This was a bit of a barn burner here, beat him 102 to 24. Now let's jump into the discussion with Kim Harrison, or as those of you who know this great gentleman here, you might know him as Mick Aussie. Enjoy, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everyone. My guest today is a sports commentator operating his own sports and comedy TV channel known as MickAussie.TV, and he is a former player with the Woodville Warriors in the SNAFL before the Adelaide Crows came into the comp. It is my absolute pleasure to welcome Kim Harrison, or as many of you know him, Mick Aussie, to the podcast. Kim, thanks for coming on, man. I'm so glad we were able to get this finally set up.
0: Well, thanks, Mr. Yank on the footy. You have an absolutely amazing nickname. And uh, I think I first heard about you through Cody Royal. The coach will now former coach of Team Canada. So you got a great name and congratulations well, on what you. you're doing and some thank of the you. people you've interviewed. Fantastic. It's been
1: an absolute uh, fun journey, you know, learning about the game over the last five years. And I just, you know, the whole idea of a podcast was just, uh, to me, it was just kind of a natural progression. You know, I like to talk. I work as I work as a public address announcer as well. So this was just something I felt I needed to do to uh to kind of fulfill the the my role with the game. So it's uh the first I guess the first thing I have to ask you is you you are a native South Australian and you now live in Edmonton, Canada. How'd you get to Edmonton? <laughs> what 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 drew well, you to,
0: I'm sure it wasn't the warm summers and the nice falls well what drew me to Edmonton was the great people I met at the CFL Grey Cups at the Spirit of Edmonton parties and uh, I nearly went home for good six years ago but decided to move here and it's a friendly city and we've got Aussie football here and been with the same lady for six and a half years but how I ended up in Canada, well, I love snow skiing and snowboarding, so used to be in Winter Park outside of Denver, so that's okay. how I came to Canada, my love of the snow. So you lived in the U.S. for a while as well then? Yep, in uh, off-season okay. 1991 to 92, went on a six-month holiday, ended up in the ski resort for about five months and learned to ski and then went back to play for South Gawler Alliance for another three or four years and came to Canada in March 1998 I was managing a computer autoCAD IT company okay well that explains
1: that, that takes me in the direction of one of the questions I was going to ask you as far as your your education when you headed off to college and you, you left the, the club for a couple of years there we're not going to talk about skiing I tried it once. And I almost hung myself with a tow rope on the bunny hill, so I—it's uh, <laughs> not, not something that was in high school, and I've I've never been back to a ski resort again. I I feel there's no there's no need for me because uh, one I I don't have a clue what the heck I'm doing. I I tried doing the lesson thing, and it just was not something that was going to work out. So you're working in IT, and you know you're 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 having a great career with that. How did you find yourself getting involved with the whole idea of being on radio and on television? Was that something that you just kind of fell into, or was that something that you
0: knew you wanted to do? Yeah, I kind of did fall into it. I studied mechanical engineering in Australia, then I was managing this IT company. Um, But in Australia, my good friend Garth Wright. I went with him and we, we were in a uh, room of only like 10 people after Greg Norman, the great golfer, won the South Australian Open. And then that enabled me and him to uh, get a Grey Cup media pass, which is the championship of the CFL. And then from there, I went and interviewed Darren Bennett in the um, San Diego Chargers uh-huh. locker rooms in Seattle, then went to Denver and Minnesota. So I basically then sold myself to the NFL because no one in Australia at the time was reporting on the NFL. Don Lane used to do a late night show, but there was a there was a gap, and I got to know some of the top people at the NFL. Then a few years later, I'm at the Pro Bowl, and uh, I went to three Super Bowl weeks as well. So, wow, fell into it and then um, took advantage of it. That is,
1: so you got the media pass for the Grey Cup while you were in Australia.
0: No, I just gone back. I just gone back to Australia for holidays. Talked to my friend Garth, who was in the media, and we had some ideas about doing some sports magazines. And the Grey Cup was in Vancouver, and I applied and got the pass. Okay, okay. Went from there and just got incredible, funny video with all the amazing, great fans, and that's how it started. Okay, so yeah, part of and 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 it's not right to call it a shtick,
1: but part of your your persona is your hat that you're wearing i don't know the proper term for the hat uh but i know it has an australian logo on it and it has footballs hanging off of it how did the how did the hat come to uh to be part of mick
0: aussie and how did mick aussie come about (laughs) well if you see all my videos i actually used to have corks on it and that's the thing in australia because Back in the early 1900s, the farmers and my grandfather in the outback of Australia, it's so hot, they would put corks on their hat. And as you as you moved your hat, it would be like a windshield wiper to keep the bugs, the blowflies, who were, which are very big in Australia, okay. to keep the blowflies out of your eyes. So I just started wearing that and people loved it. And then I've developed it into uh, putting little footballs on it. Okay.
1: Okay. I think I have seen some of the older ones that have the corks on there, but that's. And that's it is definitely uh it is definitely an interesting look. And it's 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 something that you, you can't go anywhere with you know as you know working in media without that. That is part of your uniform, I would say now, correct?
0: Oh absolutely, yeah. Okay, absolutely.
1: okay. <laughs> it's kind, kind of like Superman without his cape. Yeah. Okay, you have to you have to have that with you. So it's uh so how did the persona of Mick Aussie come about?
0: Oh, I just uh, i had a little bit of trouble working in that computer company and I actually ended up quitting it. Just just I don't want to go into it, but I just thought, okay. you know what, I'm going to go for broke here. And if, if things do go bad, well, bad luck, they kick me out and I end up back in Australia, bad luck. So I got in a little bit of trouble in the uh, Green Bay Packer rooms, which is in my movie, but I didn't do anything wrong. You just got to be a little, little bit careful. So I just went for it. I went into locker rooms, change rooms when maybe my media pass said I shouldn't, but hey, you sell yourself, you keep out of trouble. And I just tried to interview as many famous people as I could and just got a lot of very funny footage And the hat and being Australian, you can uh, take advantage of that, but be sensible, of course. Okay. That's uh,
1: that is, so you don't want to get it. I, I'm not going to ask you anything more about what, happen because that's not something we that's not that's not germane to the conversation now it's it's interesting did first of all did they find it interesting that that you were there as an Australian that w- that was taking an interest in the game
0: yeah absolutely some of the CFL players and the fans were just loving it I mean they didn't know I was living in Vancouver but you know what they just thought I was there on holidays but Hey, I was still Australian. I'd only been in Vancouver about a year at that time, and Mm -hmm. I just got back from holidays, and uh, it was fantastic. And, yeah, and the people were fantastic, and I just uh, interviewed as many people as I could. I got a great three days of... Vancouver Grey Cup and then incredible footage from the NFL put it all together in a movie and the streaming side my friend was on the Microsoft website and he says Mick we're going to have video soon so we were on the first to convert like a 50 meg AVI file down to 5 meg ASF and Western Canada had high speed internet one of the first places in the world so we had true streaming video Drove to Kelowna. I'm drinking out of the Stanley Cup in Kelowna, and uh, did a first, first ever true internet video show in about July, uh, year two thousand. Wow! Wow!
1: So you, so you, you're you're kind of on the cutting edge of everything here. Then you are, you're somebody. Who, you're you are a pioneer when it comes to online video. Then it's uh that that I did not know because I've not seen the movie. Yeah, so that's not that's not something i've had a chance to watch yet i do need to take a peek at that though because i'm always good for a chuckle uh but you know, now you're not you're not getting out into the locker rooms as much as you used to are you because i know you're or are you still doing that as well as the uh the radio and tv spots that you're doing
0: well we haven't had any sport because of covid i mean well, I, uh right right i went and I went and watched the Aussie football last year. I didn't ref it because of COVID. And in my driving job, I didn't want to risk that. So, uh, and the CFL didn't play at all last year. But yeah, my main gig is every Friday night on Sports Grid Radio, which used to be Fantasy Sports Network that you could get on many TV stations all over the USA and Canada. So uh, Gabe Renzi the host, I've been on with him for like 19 years. And about 6 years ago he says Mick let's concentrate and we can do AFL picks, best bets every week. So him and I are the only two regularly doing AFL talk on radio and TV in USA. So I enjoy that a lot. Well that's that is yeah and, and there are
1: there are a handful of us that are doing podcasts in the US about the game. Now there's a uh four or five that i can think of off the top of my head right now besides myself you know so there's uh we're, we're trying you know we're trying we're trying to sell this game okay we're trying you know because I, you you've covered lots of different sports you covered the nfl you covered the cfl you've seen it behind the scenes first of all out of the two competitions which which do one which one do you think is it not necessarily better clubs or that sort of thing but which do you think is a better game, the CFL or the NFL? And if, you, if that puts you in a hot spot and you don't want to answer it, that's perfectly okay with me. But I you – because, know, yeah, the, the big difference, if I'm not mistaken, the field is wider, it's 10 yards longer, the end zones are bigger, and you've only got three downs and an extra player.
0: I absolutely love them both. So okay. NFL, CFL, and Aussie football are my favorite three sports. Okay. NFL, the TV coverage is amazing. I think it's probably the only sport in the world you're actually better off to watch on TV because of the replays, mm-hmm. the amazing big catches, and the the screens is just incredible. The CFL, I believe some of the rules are actually a lot better. It's a quicker-flowing game, the three downs wider field as you said uh they can run in motion um a lot more punting so that's better for us aussie footballers of punting um but yeah the standard of the nfl just because of pure numbers of what 330 million in the u.s compared to 35 million in canada but you know there's a ratio and we have some good usa players up here in the cfl as well and doug flutie and quite a few Jeff Garcia there's quite a few who've gone down and made it uh Cameron Wake and made it in the NFL.
1: Yeah, Wake has had a pretty good career. Yeah. So So you're doing this uh this um TV show each week with with Gabe Morenzi and you're doing uh you're also appearing on a show in New York City if I'm not mistaken is that correct?
0: Uh that's no, the same show they're based oh, the same in one. New York City, oh they're based in New uh, York cuz
1: I cuz I saw that he was from yeah. Montreal. Okay, so he's so he's out of he's out of New York now. Okay, okay. So I I had that I had that a little bit mixed up there. But you know you you mentioned that there was a bit of an issue that you had with somebody who is another sports uh, commentator, cheerleader of games, that type of thing. Uh, and that was with you know somebody who I I don't listen to a great deal, and and I, I we've traded emails. I somehow last year. <laughs> I somehow managed to get blocked on Twitter by this, this gentleman's show. And to this, to this day, I have no earthly idea how in the hell that happened. So you've had some interesting issues with uh, number one of the Indianapolis Colts, Mr. Pat McAfee, which, you know, I think he seems to be a a pretty nice guy. We talked a little bit off air today about uh, what, you know, what we think might've gone on with his, his infatuation with footy, but, You've had a little bit of a, uh, a dust-up, if you will.
0: Yeah, well, first of all, I've got to congratulate him on be- having an absolutely fabulous and famous show. Like, the views he gets and the right, money right. he's making. So, right now, his main sponsor is FanDuel, and they, they kind of own or... They're a very big part of Sports Grid, which is the show I go on. But Uh I'll gladly tell the story. Yeah, sure. I saw him do a little video and he's in front of his TV watching an AFL game and he's going, oh, look at this game. I've never seen this game before. This is fantastic. I'm thinking, hang on, buddy. You're an NFL punter. These guys like Darren Bennett, Sav Rocker, uh, ben Graham, Matt McBriar. Like damn, for you to Johnson. say that you haven't seen the AFL, that's like saying, okay, you got a job in radio and you don't know the difference between AM and FM. So I kind of called <laughs> him out. I said, mate, I said you're you're a great salesman, but you're either a you're a fibber or you're a dumbass, right? And I did a little video and at the time he started covering the AFL and he had Mason Cox on the right, American. Right. So I emailed the producer. I said, hey, you should get me on your show because, you know, me and Gabe, we're the only ones talking on TV in US, Aussie football the last five years. I said, hey, but I kind of dissed him a bit, but, you know, it's good and fun, but whatever. Well, he didn't take it the right way because when he's interviewing Mason Cox, he goes, oh, yeah, Australian media is great. Except for this one guy, he's the worst. And that was 100% me that he was talking about. So I just cracked up laughing. But come on, mate, you know that he he made out that he didn't know the difference between rugby and Aussie football. Like with all those past NFL punters from AFL, I'm sure he did. So I just kind of called him a fibber and a salesman. But hey, he's part of the network I'm on now. So hopefully I'll meet him one day in New York. The sports grid functions Go, go or out something. and have a
1: beer with him and uh and have a laugh about it. Yeah, yeah. So, and 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 if you get the chance to do that, ask, you know, ask him how I ended up blocked on his account because I, you know, <laughs> and again, I don't, I don't listen to his show regularly. I mean, when I when I listen to podcasts, I either listen to footy podcasts or I listen to true crime podcasts because that's kind of the ones that that really interest me. But if I, I'm just really curious what the hell happened because I have no, I mean, I, I. I generally don't give anybody a hard time uh, on on social media because you know I'm I'm scratching and clawing trying to 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 gain recognition at all because you know I I'm I am a I'm a I'm a minnow in a in a big pond with a lot of really big fish you know, with the different podcasts and such that are out there, the different shows that are that are coming out of Australia. I I, I realize that, so I don't want to alienate anybody. I mean, I, I want anybody to tune and listen and go, oh, this is okay. I can come back and listen to this. But I do, I I did give Richmond supporters a hard time back in May. Uh, I was I was kind of unmerciful when they uh when they play. I think they played GWS at at Marvel Stadium, and I believe it was. 18,000 people showed up, or it might've been 8,000 showed up at Marvel stadium. And I was, you know, and I was being very sarcastic about, you know, how it was, you know, you know, 5.7 kilometers of, you know, uncharted wilderness that they had to get through between the MCG and Marvel stadium to get, you know, to go watch their club play. And I'm thinking, your clubs won three out of the last four premierships, and you can't, you can't make a, a, a six kilometer trek to go watch them play. I, and I, and everybody's saying, well, Marvel stadium has no soul. And I am like, I called bullshit on it. I was like, you're the supporters. You bring your own damn soul to the game. You don't, it's not, the, the, the stadium doesn't have to entertain you. Yeah. You, you know, so I, I just, that's really the only time I've given anybody a hard time on social media about that, you know, and I haven't done it since then with Richmond because They've had to play at Marvel a couple of times since then. And with COVID restrictions, they've not been allowed to have big crowds, but this was before that happened. And, you know, club that's got a hundred thousand members, they could bring either eight or 18,000 to watch their club play against a pretty good side. So I just, I, I just, it just really boggles my mind. You know, if they were playing, if they were playing a hundred miles from here, I'm not even a Richmond supporter. I would probably do somersaults half the way there to go watch an AFL game in person. <laughs> it
0: just, it just didn't well, make much I have. just, I have no problem with you, Disenrichment. I used to not be able to stand them. In the 80s, they had some great players like Royce Hart. And then in the 90s, they got all their long hair and think they were cool. But I've never liked black and yellow teams. The only one I do is the CFL Tiger Cats. But yes, they beat the Crows in 2017. I respect them now. they won three of the last four. But then they've got arrogant like Damien Hardwood. Yeah, that was silly what he said. But then, you know they caused trouble up in the hub last year and, you know, he's left his wife and gone off with a young physiotherapist, whatever. Good on him, but they just got too arrogant. So I'm actually loving it right now that, you know, they're getting beaten playing bad, but, but then you got to respect Dusty Martin. What a player. I respect the way they play and the way they move the ball forward quickly. So I'm not going to diss them too much, but no, I'm not a big fan of Richmond. Yeah. I mean, and and
1: this is where, This is where, you know, myself only having been following the game for five years, this is where I, I think I appreciate coming into the game so late that I don't have in my DNA. Yeah, you're a Crow supporter, correct? Yeah, absolutely. They came into
0: the competition in 91, yeah.
1: So you probably have a pretty significant uh, dislike of anything that's uh, turquoise and black. (laughs)
0: well yes i used to play against the port adelaide magpies with the woodville warriors and you either love them or hate them but Mm -hmm. they were a very successful club and yes i did dislike the port adelaide power pap smears i call them but (laughs) like lately because i've been away for 23 years hey pap smears that's not a swear word that's all right (laughs) um (laughs) Because I've been away for 23 <laughs> years, I actually like to stick up for South Australia now. So Makes Melbourne, there's a, bit, there's a bit of arrogance in Melbourne that sometimes I get annoyed with. So to be honest, I don't dislike the power as much as I used to. I think they're an exciting team. they got some exciting players. So there's three or four Melbourne teams that I dislike more than the power right now. Like I said, mainly because i am been away from home mm-hmm. for so long and south australia really is a fantastic place well that's that was what
1: you know when i was deciding on what club i wanted to support i mean i actually went i went back like 20 years and was creating spreadsheets in terms of wins and losses and as i was learning about the game because i'd watched the game for a couple years before i decided on which club i wanted to support i didn't come in and say i'm supporting this club and i actually had gotten it down to three different clubs and uh and i was i'm I'm glad I made the decision I did. I, I think I told you off air that I'm a cat supporter. Um, I know your old Jersey that it's, I love, I love those hoops. Uh, yes. You did. Yeah. So yeah. I saw, I saw that, uh, today in a couple videos that I was watching, but you know, I, I, my thought process when I was deciding was that I wanted to kind of support a club that was kind of away from the big amalgamation or grouping of the, the the nine clubs that are in melbourne so i was looking for something it was kind of a you know a, a bit of a small town not necessarily an underdog because i guess geelong's been pretty successful over the years um but it's just yeah. You know, th- the problem with it though is that i can never wear one of the guernseys because i do not look good in stripes <laughs> if, 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 if i put if i put on something with stripes somebody's going to come behind me and try to put a map of australia on my butt <laughs> cause I'm going to look like a globe, <laughs> but it's, you know, I'm, I'm glad I chose the team, but I, I, I don't hate any of the other clubs cause it's not in my DNA to do that. You know, when I watch games, I want, I want, I want to see the cats win and then I want to watch eight other competitive games. That's the, you, know, well, that's,
0: that's you made mind. a good choice. The cats were my dad's favorite team before the crows came in and uh-huh. the Legend, the legend Malcolm Blight played for North Melbourne Kangaroos. He grew up in Woodville Warriors. He coached Woodville. Well, the year I went to Woodville, Malcolm Blight left to coach Geelong Cats. So the year after that, 1989, we're watching the grand final between the Cats and the Hawks. And it's Mm -hmm. one of the greatest grand finals ever. Gary Ablett, senior, kicked nine goals at full forward. So, yes, I've been a cat fan they're one of my equal second teams i do like jeremy cameron and as you know they've won some premierships i'm not as big a fan as patrick dangerfield right now because he left my crows he shouldn't have left the crows and if if we had dangerfield in 2017 we might have won that flag That's and he said he wanted to be closer to home well that doesn't wear with me because i've lived away from australia for 23 years but patrick dangerfield fantastic player I do like your cats. I'm a little bit worried that sometimes they move the ball a little bit slow. They might need to play on a little bit more like, oh, the Sydney Swans were fantastic. But now nah, cats are a real chance. Jeremy Cameron, what a star. Yeah, and
1: hopefully he gets healthy and gets back here uh, pretty soon as well. So you've uh, you've been talking about, as you were saying, you've been talking about Australian rules football for the last five or six years here in the States. Um, what do you think that uh, supporters of the game that are outside of Australia, people in Canada, people in the United States, what do you think they should know about the game that they don't? Cause well, I'll leave it there and let you go ahead and respond.
0: They just need a little guidance with the rules. Cause sometimes when they first see the game, they can't understand it, but we get two games here on TSN TV uh, in Canada I think the AFL needs to just give the games away. Don't worry about making money. Just give the games to some big networks in the USA. Just let them play it and show it because the guys that find it and like yourself, I've met so many guys in Canada and America that see it. They start to play it and they absolutely love it because it really is a fantastic game to play. So just a little guidance on the rules and, uh, word of mouth just keep talking and like i said the afl should give it away to these big networks and get it out there even more and and that that actually kind of led me
1: to one of the questions that i had for you uh let's say that uh gil mclaughlin gets on the phone with you here in just a moment uh after we get done today i've got your your phone number now so i can pass it along to him. And he hires you to to run the uh, the incorporation of Aussie football on a grander scale in North America. Besides, you know, giving the way, giving the games
0: away is is a as I think a good start. But what what else would you do? Oh, well, Craig Hutchins, who's a big media guy in Australia, him and uh, Damo Barrett, who's uh, the top AFL media guy, they've talked about this on their podcast. And Hutchie had some ideas of showing it in the bars more. Um, Just word of mouth and getting it on TV more, Um, giving it away. Just because, like I said, the people that find it absolutely love it. I like the way they've sped the game up this year. That helps the viewership and people enjoying it more because the game did slow down there for five to ten years. Just promotion. Um, The TSN coverage we get is fantastic here. A lot of people have that cable TV. I know in America it was on FS2. Well, get it on ESPN too. Give it away. Get it on ESPN or CBS Sports. Just get it out there as much as they can. Let me, let me ask you this question. Cause I don't know
1: how this works in Canada. Is there, is there any advertising for it in Canada saying that, Hey, at, you know, at 1130 PM tonight, uh, the Sydney Swans are are playing Port Adelaide. Is there any, does that, does that sort
0: of thing even get mentioned? No. Okay. Not at all. You me- see it on, you see it on the TV guide. Mm-hmm. Um, And then during the game, AFL Canada have their commercial, which is great. So then people can find the uh, AFL teams all over Canada. So that's great. But, you know, there's sometimes when TSN have five stations and they repeat and everything. I'm thinking we should have Aussie rules on one of these shows, one of these five stations right now. Sometimes we get it at like 11 o'clock on a Saturday morning. That's just fantastic.
1: Right. Well, that, that what you just mentioned there about having the mention of the AFL Canada in a commercial that that right there helps to grow the game in terms of people actually playing it, which I think is is phenomenal there, because we have no mention of it here in the States. I mean, it, it, it's, it's on FS1, FS2, but they don't advertise it at all. You know, it's on, you know, the games are on it, whatever they have, whatever games they have to carry, 1130 at night, five o'clock in the morning, whatever it happens to be. But there's no advertising, nothing at all. And if a game ends early, they end up. And what they have done in the five years that I've been watching the game. Now I have the Watch AFL app now, so I can watch all the games, you know, uh, live or on demand, that type of thing, and all the Fox Footy shows. But they cut away from the game more often than not, not showing the team the team song in the locker room. And then they, they play like a, tw- a 20 minute montage of this, the same video of guys playing rugby. I have no idea who they are with really bad techno music. So they're, they're basically saying here, you've watched game X. Now let's show you 20 minutes of game Y, two completely different games, not discerning between the two of them at all. And and I, I've argued that, I, and I, and maybe this is something that maybe, uh, you know, you kind of do this with, uh, with Gabe, wouldn't it be in the interest of the, uh, the AFL in terms of bringing in more viewers and more dollars to the game, if they had a, like a weekly, like on Wednesday night, a, uh, a video a highlight show of the games for the previous week at like eight o'clock on the East coast here in the, in, you know, in North America, you know, or on, in, in, uh, in the U S and then uh you know, maybe they, had, they ran it again at eight o'clock at night in uh, on the West Coast of the United States and Canada where they had a highlight show of the games that took place the previous week and said, you know, now here are the games that are going to be on TSN or on FS1, FS2. Because between the United States and Canada, there's about 370 million people here. Even if they've got 1% of the people here watching, that's that's 3.7 million people. That's that's roughly 10% of Australia's population right there. If they could get just even 1% of North America watching the game and being involved with it, I think it would be a huge economic windfall for the, for the AFL. Absolutely.
0: I, the, the AFL, they say they care, but I really don't think they care as much as they say. I mean, they're trying to get all of Australia. They're trying to get more of, Queensland and more New South Wales, but actually, in 2003, I met with Dr. Ross Smith in AFL house in, in Melbourne. It was fantastic. He gave me a lot of time. I told him what I was doing over here, promoting Aussie football. Then he set me up with a boss of Telstra, told him about the streaming, the radio, and then the USAFL, which is the United States football Mm -hmm. league they have the nationals every year and they do, they bring some players across and you've probably seen some of the interviews I sent you with Robert DiPio Domenico, Mm -hmm. Kevin Sheedy, the legend, Stephen Silvani, like it's fantastic what they did. So they should be doing more of that, that USAFL should be getting more coverage, but there's people like yourself, Myself, Paul O'Keefe, the original founder of the USAFL, we all just think, oh, what a, what a, what a huge market we should be trying to tap into more. There's no golden answer. Like most Americans, care about NFL, baseball, and and uh, basketball. But yes, a huge opportunity to grow it. Players like Mason Cox making it down there is a good thing. Pat mm-hmm. McAfee virus, him, him promoting it is a great thing. So yeah, just the show that I go on with Sports Grid, they're growing as well. So the more they grow, the more I can talk about it into more markets in the USA. Mm-hmm. So we just got to keep going and right, keep believing. We right. have yeah. a we have a great great game. So it's
1: it just you know, I and and you you said now Dr. Smith was he some he was somebody that was involved in the this is before I was falling in, but somebody I was, that's involved, was involved with the game at that time. Was he in the hierarchy of the AFL at that time?
0: Yeah. He was like the development manager. In okay, charge okay. Of like, I, th- I think he was in charge of like $20 million to be spread out amongst the leagues in Australia. And they, they gave the U S some money. I'm not sure the figures, but it's rumored that they kind of gave the U S About a hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm not sure of that, but quite sure anyway. Right. Um. So yeah, they've done some stuff, but they should be doing a lot, lot more. Yeah. I just, I just,
1: I, I think that 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 we are such an untapped resource, and and not even you know, as you talked about Mason Cox, in terms of you know growing the game on the women's side, you know there are so many women who are playing the game here in North America right now, and you had people like you know. Danny Marshall, who's now playing with the Bulldogs in the AFLW, uh, you know, who's a college soccer player here, played with the, uh, the club out of, I believe, Phoenix um, in Arizona with the AFLW side there and got discovered by a gentleman by the name of Cam Richardson, who used to be in the front office with uh, the Bulldogs and brought her and uh, another player by the name of Sarah Rohner over to, uh, to try out. And Danny has stayed there. She and her, you know, she and her husband are living there now um you know she's playing with this is her gonna be her third year with the bulldogs coming up so it's you know there are a lot of athletes i you know that with the aflw growing as it is they're gonna need players to fill out those those lists and they're getting already you know two or three dozen players coming out of ireland that are playing the game here in in australia as well so i just i think we're not that
0: The the women's is an amazing story. When I was in Australia, no women were playing Aussie football. They were all Mm -hmm. playing netball. Mm -hmm. Now, a guy here in Calgary set up the football here for Canada and then the teams go to the International Cup every three years. So America's down there, Canada, Ireland, the Irish girls are great. And Aussie football amongst the women is exploding in Australia and it's great because all the country clubs like South Gawler Lions, they now have the women's team, which just brings more people involved more money for the club it's absolutely fantastic i'm a big advocate of it i think it's fantastic and one of my greatest weekends ever was in ottawa they had the canadian nationals of the women's and i was one of four refs umpires well i got paid to ref aussie rules football women and they were all 100% respectful Mm -hmm. no back chatting it was unbelievable I'm in Canada umpiring women's football it was just a fantastic weekend it really was
1: okay I have to ask you a very serious follow up question here were your center bounces better than Razor Rays
0: (laughs) No, we didn't. That is something that's very hard to do. So, no, we didn't bounce in the centre. And that leads me on to something else. If I was coaching here, the one thing that does annoy me, new players try and bounce the ball. I just say, don't bounce, don't bounce. Because it's so hard, as you know. And how often do you really get the chance to bounce the ball? But that split second when you're running flat out, even as any Aussie player, they're running flat out and they bounce it, it it really can leave you to getting cleaned up. And if mm-hmm. you bounce the ball and then muck up the kick, the coach might drag you. So I'd oh, say yes. to all the yes. Canadian boys, don't even think of bouncing. So there's one little bit of advice to the USA guys playing. Handball
1: handball it to somebody. You know, get a little short kick there, you know, even if you gotta just yeah. put it on the ground and let them take off and and run a little bit there. So What was when you moved to Canada? What was the biggest culture shock
0: for you? Uh, The cold weather would be the biggest. Um, Other than that, very similar people. We're all very British background, British, Scottish, Irish, or um, European. So basically the cold weather. But I first moved to Vancouver and it wasn't that cold. But then when I moved to Calgary, whew. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. even know what a block heater was in your car you had to plug your car in. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, you know, the, the weather, absolutely the weather was the biggest okay. shock, but, but we've just come off a massive heat wave here and I'd rather work in the real cold than the real heat. I, I would agree with you there. I would, you know, it
1: was it was about ninety-four Fahrenheit here today. And it's just, you know, I, 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 I found a place uh I sent my wife a uh, a message where I found a place where we could retire, where the average temperature year round was always between like sixty eight and seventy four. The temperature year round was right. between those temperatures, and she thought, "Oh, this is great." Well, where is it? I, it it it's an island. Uh, it's a Portuguese island off the coast of Africa, off the west coast of Africa. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It looks like <laughs> it looks like a little you know little uh you know Iberian you know communities and such there and we're not going there, but it just, you know, the weather was perfect. <laughs> the weather just looks absolutely great there. So, so when, when you're not involved in sports, what is it, uh, what is it that you find to occupy your time? What do you do as a hobby besides
0: being involved in sports? Uh, well, I actually, uh, I used to make more money on the web than I do now, but that's fine. I drive for a lit for a living. And, uh, basically with podcasts, I'm getting paid to listen to 30 hours a week of podcasts and about 25 hours of that is Aussie football. So, And I've been listening to some of yours recently. Well, I really you. enjoyed the uh, Chicken Lips, uh, Ricky Nixon. That was maybe my favourite one. You know uh, your Demons President Lady, mm-hmm. that was good. And then the comedian um, that worked.
1: Gavin. So there you go.
0: Gavin Ingram he said about a brand new Sharon, how they smell good and taste Uh and they look good. Yeah. The Sharon's are fantastic. So yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And then when I go on the show Friday night, I've had like 25 hours of uh, information each week. There you go. In my ear of the uh, AFL.
1: There you go. So, uh, you know, you were, you were talking about the, uh, you know, the, the different shows that you're listening to there. And it's, You mentioned the Ricky Nixon interview, and to me, that was, that is, and first off, when I reached out to Kate Roffey, I, I sent her a note on LinkedIn, like, the day after she got the job, just, you know, saying congratulations. She doesn't know me from Adam. Just congratulations, and I said, you know, when the dust settles, please consider this to be an open invitation to, you know, I would love to invite you on and talk to you about, you know, what a club president does, that sort of thing, because I didn't know. And like a week later, I get an email back from her. And I was first of all, I was stunned that she emailed me, and it scared the hell out of me that I was actually me talking to one of the club <laughs> presidents. But then the, the the Ricky Nixon interview was only a 28 minute interview, but it's the favorite one that I have done. You're talking yep. about
0: Ricky Nixon.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did you hear hear me say what? Uh, yeah, I was talking about that. I I I'm not sure how much of it it caught, but you know, when I got done with that interview, you know, I was I asked him stuff that that I thought was very positive things to talk about the fact that he'd been a school teacher at one time and just, you know, the good things that he has done because other people have heard about those other stories. And when we got done with the interview, he said to me, he said, uh, you know, I have never had anybody ask me those kinds of questions before. I really appreciate it. Holy mackerel. To me, to me, that was like the, the biggest compliment that I've gotten in an, in, in an interview because, and I yeah. told him, I said, I, I had seen the other stories. I said, there was no reason to, to bring any of that sort of thing up again. I said, I want him to touch on positive stuff. This I'm not, I'm not here to make anybody look bad. I told him, I said, I'm trying to learn about the game here. And if I alienate somebody who I bring on, especially somebody of his stature who knows the people that he knows, you know, that, that is one door that could, you know, slam a lot of other doors right there, <laughs> you know? So, and, and, yeah, I feel as though, you know, that was, that interview was done over a year ago and I still trade little messages with him on Instagram once in a while. Uh, but, you know, I feel that someday down the road that maybe I could reach out to him and uh, say, Hey, do you think you could possibly, you know, would you have a connection with such and such that I might be able to get on the show as an interview? And maybe he would do that for me, knowing and uh, remembering the fact that I, you know, that I." kind of i don't want to say did him a solid but i was respectful in the interview that i did here with him
0: so you know i'm sure he would and i absolutely loved it i love the fact that he told the story about his nickname chicken lips because <laughs> i thought it might have been his skinny legs like chicken legs <laughs> i've never heard that story of how he ate a hamburger with a knife and fork because his his mouth was too small that was absolutely <laughs> fantastic and then when he you know, because of what he's been through then for him to talk about positive thinking, going for a run Mm -hmm. in the morning, connecting with your old friends. I mean, Hey, we've all been through some stuff and it was absolutely fantastic. What he said about go for a run. And when you run, you feel better. So brilliant, brilliant interview. Really enjoyed it. Yeah. that, That was,
1: you know, even though I've had a lot of laughs and such with, with other interviews and to me that one is that one is still my favorite because of the reaction that i got from him because i i think he had a a, i think he had a a notion of what it was going to be like and it turned out to be something completely different so and again that one was only audio so that was at the time you know it was not a face-to-face so i yeah i just i'm i'm really i'm really proud of that one and i and i don't like i don't like to brag about myself at all but i I think I actually did a pretty decent job with that one. So it was.
0: you You really did. You really did. And I mean, I learned all about his business. I heard things in that interview that I didn't know about him. So you touched on some great stories and, and you know, what really interests me is when you interview people from around uh, the USAFL as well, like stories like that, people like to hear different people's stories and podcasts are just a fantastic medium for that. Right. And it's,
1: and that's why, you know, I, I I just like I I like talking to you
0: know, I, I, I
1: love interviewing, you know, the the club president and you know a player here and there. But just talking to fans about the game and why they love their club and that sort of thing. To me, that is that's a really cool thing as well, because in many ways the AFL and footy in general in Australia is is much more of a family atmosphere because of the way that the clubs are structured than, than anything we have here in the United States, or even I think in Canada, you know, cause the clubs are, you know, they're yeah you know, the green Bay Packers might be the best example of what the AFL is like, because it's, you know, it, it's not owned by a single individual or a group of, you know, three or four owners. It's, it's kind of a, a, a it's kind of like its own business where you have people who kind of have stock in the, in the uh, company, if you will
0: absolutely and and there's diehard fans and i hey i've been in canada 23 years and i'm still learning different sayings but when you asked the uh comedian guy you weren't sure what a one-eyed supporter meant i mean that was fantastic because right. yeah those those magpies fans they're so one-eyed all they see is magpies so that was really good <laughs> well, that was interesting it was just terminology <laughs> i had never heard before you know it was uh, yeah
1: yeah yeah it's uh and you know and i've had i've had a few comedians on i had uh you know the guys that do the uh the junk time podcast i don't know if you listen to them at all but it's you know they kind of look at the stuff that went on the previous week and they're both you know two comics that are on there that that kind of just you know poke fun at things that happen um and it and and some of it's just really funny and i i i really enjoyed that one as well and they uh I have, uh, I've got an agreement. I haven't set up a time yet, but I've gotten a yes from uh, the comedian uh, Limo to come on the show as well, who I guess from what I have heard was a pretty fair player himself when he was younger. um, From what I've been able to gather, because I, you know, I actually learned a lot from him starting out watching the game because he, I I don't know if you had the watch AFL app or not, but they had a game show on Fox footy for a while called, called the beep test. I don't know if you ever saw it. It was no, just, I it, haven't. It, was just and it, it was only on for, I think two years, but it was, he was on there and there was another comic that was on there and Then they had somebody else who was, you know, a retired footy player or somebody who was in the game and they would ask little trivia questions back and forth. And, and, and to me, that was, that was a great resource for me. Cause I was learning about, I was learning a little bit about the game from these questions that are being asked. And I, and I, kind of gave myself a real big fist pump one day when I actually knew one of the answers to the questions when they asked it, you know, I, I knew, you know, they asked the question. I was like, Ooh, I know that one. And that was the first time ever, you know, cause, but it's, you know, it's not on anymore, but it was, uh, it was, and I think it might, they might've thought it was a little bit cheesy, but I, I really enjoyed watching that. I learned a lot from that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's just as a fascinating game. And I, and I love the camaraderie uh, the, the relationship and that's what I, I don't know if you've ever gone back and listened to it gets actually the second episode that I did uh where I, I where I talk about that, my interpretation of the relationship between fans and players and that I think it you know that what happens at the AFL with the AFL pre-covid of course was unlike anything I had seen in the NFL for sure uh in most cases the uh the NBA and Major League Baseball yes you know a player will give away a assigned baseball or you know you see sometimes somebody will give away their their gym shoes after a basketball game but just that relationship you know the players going out and you know shaking hands with the fans around the oval after after a game you know it was it's it's just that's something you don't see in sports here in the US and I and I made the argument that that sports in the US that they've kind of priced themselves out of being in the same you know the same um orbit as
0: typical people well well, the money involved has caused that and uh, sab rocker who was the punter he played for uh the magpies and north melbourne i believe he said once that you know after the games in the nfl the players do not hang out as much as they do in australia uh things have changed of course but back when i was playing and then even the afl now the players will go out groups and you've got to be a bit careful these days of mm-hmm. course but yeah the money in america is just so so big that you you get too many egos and you find that those players oh. will kind of get their own posse, a group of friends that idolize them more and that happens in australia a little bit as well but nowhere near as much right but talk about fans i mean i got a hand at the port adelaide power i mean when they play the um in excess song before the before the game and they really engage their fans probably as well as any team and that hate i hate to say that but i gotta gotta <laughs> hand it to port adelaide there yes yes i i actually referenced that that song today uh in
1: my tips i said that uh i said that port adelaide was gonna win by a uh, a margin in excess of said <laughs> yeah it was it was a bad pun yeah very so, good. so of all the people that you have interviewed, who has been the, the person that you enjoyed talking to the most?
0: All right. I'll give you three. I'll give you one from Canada, one okay. from the United States, and one from Australia. So let's start, first of all, with Canada. Well, it's got to be Pamela Anderson. I had a quick chat with her at Grey Cup, and the, the footage is pretty uh, funny because she's famous and she's from Canada. USA? Tom Brady. I have met, interviewed Tom Brady four times back early on in his early first five years of his uh-huh. career, and he was very friendly to me, fantastic. And I just love Tom Brady because he's a team guy, and he really hasn't changed much over the years. Then I'll put Bill Romanowski a very close second. He gave okay. me a lot of time, and he was a big, mean guy at the time for the Broncos. You didn't but spit on your did he? But without doubt, the biggest to me, because I grew up up in Australia, (coughs) would be the AFL, VFL player and legend coach, Kevin Sheedy. I interviewed him at Louisville US Nationals. And uh, I went up to him, I said, can I interview you? He says, yeah, I'll give you five minutes. Because he was just there to watch the game. He gave me 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, my proudest, best achievement probably because I was nervous. I had to uh-huh. prepare. Like Kevin Sheedy's like- He's a legend. Like, he's a legend. He's like Michael Jordan or Wayne right, Gretzky right. or someone like that. He's an absolute legend. And he has promoted Aussie football around the world probably more than anyone, the great Kevin Sheedy. So he sees, he sees the potential-
1: of of spreading the game beyond the shores of Australia.
0: Absolutely. And he was one of the first coaches back probably 30 years ago to come to America, go to the NFL teams, learn from the NFL, whether it's uh, the medicinal stuff, the physiotherapy, the coaching, and he saw the opportunities and he's traveled across here many times he was out in Toronto and he uh, met with the AFL Canada teams in Toronto. And then he was in Louisville and he also loved the race horses. So he was there looking at a couple of horses, I believe, oh, I bad, as well. So absolutely fantastic. Absolutely love Kevin Sheedy. I was lucky enough to see the Bombers win in 84 and 85. Went on a trip with the South Gore Lions and the bus to the VFL Grand Final. And the Bombers upset the Hawks and uh Two great moments going to the AFL grand final. And then I went again when the Crows won their first one in ninety seven. So I've been to three AFL grand finals. So hopefully you get to go one day. As well. uh, you know
1: what? I I I like to sit down and look at the uh, the you know the the flight itinerary and costs and that sort of thing. You know, because I, I think I have uh I think I might have made uh, uh, enough connections where I might be able to find a couch at a couple different people's houses when I'm visiting different towns and that sort of thing. Maybe, uh, not <laughs> not not until all the COVID stuff gets situated, of course. But uh, I'm hoping in the next couple of years that maybe that this can happen. You know, I've got my my youngest is in her uh, junior year of college, so she's got about a year and a half more to finish up. Uh, she's studying to be a teacher. I've got you know I've got a son who's an officer in the Navy, um, but I'm hoping to go someday. Hopefully.
0: Well, well, with what you're doing and someone like Ricky Nixon would just call the AFL and say, you give Mr. Yank on the footy, he needs media passes to every game. You should be able to get a top level media pass at any AFL game because of what you're doing. And that's why, you know, I've followed you and I connected with you because you're doing a fantastic job spreading the word in america and hey anywhere in the world we can all listen right yes that's absolutely what well, yeah i've uh i think it's been like 40
1: different countries that have listened to my you know, some people must tune in and think it's soccer uh but it's uh it's it's been a lot of fun so as you were as you were growing up who, who were your role models when you were when you were in your formative years in south australia
0: um I read a I read something recently, and the player I mentioned was Johnny Platten. He grew up and played at Central District, which was my local area. He won a McGarry Medal, then he went on and played for the Hawks and won a Brownlow medal and premierships for the Hawthorne Hawks. And then probably after that, I mean, the pure brilliance of Gary Ablett Sr. was amazing. Dermot Bratton was amazing. Mm-hmm. We had some great South Australian players as well. Stephen Kernahan, Andrew Jarman, Darren Jarman. There's just so many I could talk about. And of course, Malcolm Blight, absolute legend. He's in the AFL Hall of Fame. He's the first podcast I listen to every morning, Sports Day SA. He's on that. And I got to say, Malcolm Blight and Jason Dunstall, uh-huh. I think they are far and above the most knowledgeable AFL media guys, maybe Gary Lyons, the close third, but Malcolm Blight, absolute legend player as well. Jason Dunstall, fantastic. Oh, I I, I love listening to him. Yeah. He's not afraid to uh, maybe upset the hierarchy, Jason Mm -hmm. Dunstall. And I listened to their... Fridays here i listened to their friday night triple m podcast uh-huh. he's brilliant so big fan of jason still. Yeah, oh there's so many amazing players over the years there really is well and i have to
1: tell you you know of all of the people who do any kind of commentating or uh you know who do commentary about the games gary Lyon has been the one that i've had the hardest time picking up his his <laughs> his accent and discerning what he's saying i i mean i really have to I really have to focus on him when he's talking to understand what he's saying and I don't have that issue with anybody else and I don't know why it is but just his tone and maybe it's just maybe it's just the level that he's speaking at I just really struggle with with understanding
0: him yeah well don't feel bad about that because I can understand that he's a little hard to understand but his knowledge is uh yeah he's he's very oh, very he knows, good. Yeah, he's, very much he's so co-partner on the radio tim watson he was a legend player for the bombers so that's one i listen to as well their their breakfast show in melbourne melbourne so you know as somebody who who does who's been doing media
1: as long as you have what what is the uh and i'm going to ask you the both sides of this coin here so you know i'm not going to leave you just this one here but i'm going to ask you the you know the bad news question first what's the best piece of constructive criticism you got as a member of the media in your career <laughs> oh
0: i have to think about that uh probably just be careful when you're in the locker rooms and not overdo it because sometimes i'm a bit hyperactive and so excitable that uh gotta be careful and uh, don't go in the loser's locker rooms. I did that when Green Bay Packers lost against the Vikings. So don't go in the loser's rooms and just be calm. Try and uh, listen. Listen is the main thing. Some uh, some of these radio guys, they like the sound of their own voice too much and they talk too much. So just listen and um, just be smart. What's the best compliment you have received? um i don't know about that probably uh the kevin sheedy interview i was very proud of that i prepared a lot i knew that i i couldn't muck up i couldn't be stupid had to ask the right questions Uh uh-huh probably the compliments from australia about the uh, kevin sheedy interview okay
1: so you said you spend a lot of time listening to podcasts during the week, and uh, you did say that that there were several hours of the week. It sounded as though they were not footy-related podcasts. What other What other ones are you listening to, besides <laughs> Besides footy or what genres? You don't have to name the specific shows, but what type of show are you listening to besides footy podcasts?
0: Well, it varies on the time of year. So obviously, because I'm on Sports Grid Friday nights, AFL is my main focus Mm -hmm. the last three months. I've just started. I'll listen to PFT, um, Mike Florio and Chris Sims. The NFL was a favorite one of mine. The uh, Denver Broncos with Mark Solerith. I'll listen to that um one from australia is quite controversial but uh sam newman's uh you can't be serious so sam newman is a legend of the one of the guys from the footy show on channel Uh nine for 25 years so he's with don scott (laughs) i have i have seen some old footage of him
1: and eddie mcguire together uh one one in particular that was just like when I saw it, it was one of those, holy shit, I can't believe he did that moments. Uh, and I'm not going to bring up what it is, but you probably have seen it as well. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it off air if you have not seen it. But I imagine, I would imagine you probably have seen it, but it was just, yeah, he he is very much, he, he had he, as you said, he's a lot, you know, I would say he's a lot like Jason Dunstall in terms of, of having his mindset Here's what I think. And I don't care if you don't like what I think.
0: Yeah, he made a lot of money for Channel 9, and now mm-hmm. he's just doing the podcast, and he's basically doing it to raz up the cancel culture, the wokes, and right. But he right. has some good points. I I don't agree with everything he says, of course, but you know, you also need him out there to to give the other side. But yeah, he was uh, very well known in his street interviews, but The canceled culture's caught up with him. Things have changed, uh, Craig, as you know. Right, right. Um, So, yeah, I vary. I vary. I listen to a lot of different great podcasts. But some of my favorites are like Triple M from Adelaide and and Melbourne because it's sports and it's comedy. Like, those guys are very funny.
1: Yeah, I don't know how much you are into the history of the game, but there's a great one that basically each episode covers, you know, went back and it started in the 1890s and it's covered – each episode is one year of the VFL and they're, you know, they're going to go up to the present day in the AFL, but it's been, it's just been fascinating to, they spent an hour and a half ta- or so talking about that season. And I think they're into the 19 mid or late 1950s right now. So they've been going on for about two years now with that show called kick to kick podcast. It's just, it's fascinating. The, the deep dive they do into each season. It's just, it's really interesting.
0: Wow. Well, that's one I have to add. Cause, uh, you know, I followed AFL probably from, well, I don't want to give away my age, but from about 1970, I can probably remember the first yeah. VFL Grand Final in black and white. So I went away a little bit when I first came here. So from, say, 2000 to 2005, I didn't watch as much. It was all NFL for me mm-hmm. and CFL. But, now, the last six or seven years, especially with Gabe's show, I'm uh, – Really, just try and learn as much as I can because you know when you're on a TV radio show, you don't want to slip up. You just right. got to try exactly. and have everything covered. Exactly. Yeah, it's, that's that's why it's nice to be able to edit things like what we're doing right now.
1: Uh, so, <laughs> so I just have a couple of other questions here before you before we wrap up. But what are what are three movies that you think everybody should see? Um, i don't know maybe you're not a movie buff and that's
0: well probably my favorite movie is uh mad max 2 with mel gibson it was filmed up uh not far from where i grew up up in uh broken hill up that area so that's a fantastic one oh there's oh i watched a good one the other night ford versus ferrari on and, and okay. that um the uh, Formula One movie, mm-hmm. I like that one. Like a lot of, I like a lot of movies. I like a lot of good Netflix stuff as well, Games of Thrones and so forth. I like a lot of that medieval type, of, okay. type of shows. I really enjoy some of Last Kingdom, um Breaking Bad. Like mm-hmm. I'm going into series now, but you've, yep, that's okay. So much that's good okay stuff on Netflix. There really is.
1: Yeah, that's uh. You're right there's there's a ton of things that you can you can find and you know to definitely occupy your time there so you know i've asked this question you know during interviews for the last uh couple of months now and i just think it's a uh i think it's just a really interesting question oh well I actually have a couple here let me get to that one in a moment here if you are put in charge of putting together a a concert at the rogers place i did my digging in there because i' I knew it wasn't the Saddledome because I thought that was in Calgary. Uh, what three artists are performing there? What three artists, basically what, what artists, basically what music do you like then?
0: Oh Well, I got to say uh, you two would be okay. first. Um, I'd probably have to put the English, the Pommy lady, Adele up there. And I would, if I could, if, if Michael Hutchins was still alive, uh in excess. Love okay. them growing up. Okay. Absolutely love them growing up. Sad story how he died, but you too, Adele, in excess. There you go. Well, I think that makes you an honorary Port Adelaide fan then.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> My crow's mates will go off when I, you hear, well,
1: that. <laughs> I know. That's that's kind of why I said it. So they'll give you a little bit of grief there. Okay, yeah. so uh the last two questions that I have for you here. Um, if you find yourself in a room with all of the people that you've met in the world, who is the first person that you're looking for?
0: Oh, Pamela Anderson? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, she's so, getting a bit old, but she's a so, good, she's very so, famous, and so I really who, enjoyed meeting her. Who's <laughs> upstairs right now at your place? <laughs> hey. My girlfriend's been with me six years. She knows what I'm like. Okay. Um, okay. I'd have to put uh I'd have to put Peyton Manning there. I absolutely love Peyton Manning. Okay. Absolute champion. One of my favorite athletes ever.
1: Uh, okay. Roger
0: Federer. Roger Federer. Kobe's not around. Massive Kobe fan. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady. Okay. Oh, there you go. There's a few okay. for you.
1: Now, the last question that I have for you. What is your autobiography going to be called?
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, well, um Why Kim became Mick.
1: Holy shit. I just realized where that came from. My I don't know if you just I don't know if you saw the little light bulb just go on over my head right now. Yeah. There you go. I, huh? I can I cannot believe that I didn't i thought all along i've been thinking there was some sort of an irish theme to this that i hadn't picked up on yet <laughs> yeah, no, no. oh my god this is yeah. good lord i can't i cannot believe i did not pick up on that that's all right
0: that is uh that's all right it's a funny story i was in a bar in vancouver many years ago and i was selling engineering software as i said and I gave my business card to this guy that was in engineering and he goes, your name's Mick. I said, what do you mean? He goes, Kim backwards is Mick. I'm going, wow, I'm going to use that. Absolutely. And then became Mick Aussie. So there you go.
1: Well, that's, that's a, wow. Okay. And I wish I had figured that out earlier, but that I'm, we wouldn't have gotten to that story in terms of where the, <laughs> the Mick came from. So, so it wasn't something that you came up with. Somebody else came up with that for you. So
0: uh, that is uh that's terrific so where can people find you all right well it's mick aussie so it's m y k and then aussie a u s s -S i e so if you type that in google you'll find me everywhere twitter uh mick i started in year 1999 sorry 2000 and then last year i've developed mick so uh I've put a lot of work into that. I've got TotalCFL.com as well. But yeah, basically, MYK, Aussie, and uh, Twitter. Twitter's where I play mostly. Okay. Okay, terrific. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank uh,
1: Kim Harrison, or the the former engineering software uh, salesman known as Mick, uh, for coming on today. And I, I appreciate this. This is a lot of fun. And, uh, you know, we had a couple little glitches here, but we got we got past it. And. Uh, you were right, this was this was a hell of a lot of fun talking to you about this and, and learning about your journey and just how passionate you are about the uh, the games here in North America. And it's. I appreciate the, the fact that you, you, the kind words that you said about what I'm doing and it, that was just that means the world to me, because you're, you're somebody who I. I respect what you're doing because of the, uh, the time that you have devoted to it. Um, you know, i am I've never been much, yeah, I'm, I'm not somebody who does a lot of, you know, wagering or anything of that nature, because I generally, you know, we've never had a whole lot of money at our house because my wife was a stay at home mom for the first, you know, 10 years of our kids' lives. So we're still, I spent a lot of time looking for that second nickel to rub together with the one I had in my pocket. Uh, but, you know, it's, I do enjoy listening to the discussions about, you know, the who's favored and who's not favored and that sort of thing. And I just, I, I when I do my tips, I, I joke and I say, please don't take my advice because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> so, so hopefully nobody calls and says, Oh yeah, you, you, you tipped uh, you tipped North Melbourne to beat West coast this week. I say, yeah, I did just because I had a hunch, but I appreciate you coming
0: on. This was, this was a lot of fun. This is great yeah thanks uh you got a great name i call you mr footy yank and uh, i'm sure we'll keep in touch are <laughs> well, both Craig, trying yeah. yeah we're both trying to uh do what we can to grow the great game of australian rules football so thank you and yep. uh love what you're doing and i and i don't know if I, I don't think i said this during this discussion here i said i i
1: honestly think that 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 aussie rules is the greatest game on the planet i really do i think i to me it's it's a it's a it's a game that to me is superior to american football to grid art i like it better because it doesn't stop it just keeps on going you know there's um, unless there's some, something catastrophic that happens the game keeps on going
0: yeah well, it, it really is the greatest game i've ever played tennis was second for me but it just love playing aussie rules football and Then I was lucky enough to come and play some in Canada at an older age. Just read the ball, played in the back lines, and tried to judge it a bit better than other people. So, yeah, I played my last game at 44 years old and busted my shoulder. So that was it. But, yeah, fantastic game to play. What year was that, if I may ask? Uh, I moved to Ottawa in June 2010 and uh, played one game for the Swans, and that was it. And then Uh, I've just... I've umpired since then remember earlier in the in, earlier in the discussion you said you didn't want to give away your age you just did <laughs> I <know. laughs> uh, we're gonna go I, I got a girlfriend now it's when you're single you don't yeah. want well, yeah, well, right? to we're, we're pretty close <laughs> to the
1: same age I'm, I'm 58 so you know I think I'm a little bit older than you are yeah uh, so again Kim thanks so very much for coming on today man I truly appreciate it this was a hell of a lot of fun uh and uh I can't thank you enough for the kind words that, that you shared with me. So that was great.
0: Thanks a lot. And I look forward to seeing you, hearing you interview um, some more famous, some people famous in Australia. It's fantastic. Go and sales, right? Call them and see what happens. They can only say no, right?
1: That's true. That's true. Yep.
0: And I want to give a huge shout
1: out of thanks to Kim Harrison, Mick Aussie for coming on the podcast. We've been trading a lot of messages for a couple of months, just trying to nail down a time. And uh, I had an absolute blast talking to Kim. This was a lot of laughs. Uh, so much stuff that we talked about that was off air that we did not record. That uh, Well, some of it we couldn't put on out on uh, in the media, but uh, just an awful lot of laughs with all the things that he's involved with. And uh, if you want to learn more about his website and what he does, check out the links that I have provided for him in the show notes. So... Hopefully, you'll check out what he's doing as well. Remember, uh, if you've got an idea for a future show topic or somebody that you think will be a great guest, drop me a voicemail on the website. Drop me a DM there. Remember, you can also shoot me an email at theyankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can leave a review on my website as well at theyankonthefooty.com. I'd love, to, love for you to do that. And, uh, folks... Remember you can find me on Twitter at Yank underscore on, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at a Yank on the Footy. And if you just search out my name, Craig Wessels, you'll find the podcast over there on YouTube. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening. I know that things are still up in the air in Australia, and those of us in the States, we're thinking about you. Yeah, you know, we got our own issues that we're dealing with here, but we're getting kind of that that herd. Um, Immunity. We're getting a lot of people vaccinated here. Hopefully that's going to be taking place with you here very soon in Australia, that you're able to get that taken care of and, and have this just as one less worry on your mind. But look out for each other. Don't forget to call, FaceTime, get on a Zoom call, call somebody up, tell them a joke. Whatever, just... Be decent to one another and look out for people because there's a lot of people dealing with some really difficult things right now. And, folks, again, I thank you so much for tuning in. I do ask that you maybe give this podcast a share. Pop it up on your social media. Let people know what you think about it. I'd love a review on Apple or even up on my website. That'd be great. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. Until next time, I'll catch you later. This has been episode number ninety eight of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at Yank Underscore On or at Yankonthefooty at gmail dot com. You can also find me on the website, a Yank com and on Instagram and on Facebook at a Yank on the Footy. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll share the podcast with your friends and family. Goodbye.